1: Let's take in a deep breath. Oh, whew. that was so. Th- I know I'm still. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Nancy, practitioner Nancy, for setting up the stage and for the wonderful musicians and Loranda Steele. It's like you—you you realize how great it is here. Yeah, and those of you at home, you realize how great it is here. For setting it up. And then also last week for Dr. Casey Wilson, who's the director of the CSL camp Cedar Ridge. I was trying to remember how she did the 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 I going. It was I love cedar ridge right and then the other stuff she did so fast i didn't pick it up but that's okay you can watch last week online it was great the way she set it up for this living out loud which is the global theme and the focus of today which is celebrating life as source so she did a great job with setting setting all this up so we have spent this month then Reminding ourselves of who we are through the basics of the science of mind. And today is our final step. And and it's the most important one. Um, We prepare ourselves to surrender into this life and to surrender into this year. So we're almost a month in now into this new year. So how are we doing so far at surrendering? Great, right? <laughs> I'm just going to know that for everyone. So what if, what if we were to surrender to spirit and source itself entirely? Like all the way. This is what it takes to live out loud. So we surrender our fears and our doubts and we free ourselves to live out loud in celebration. That's what it's about. Every day becomes a new day to celebrate and the simplicity and the beauty of life itself. So that's what this month is about, is that that celebrating our source, living out loud. Um, So in his essay, The great surrender. Ernest Holmes talks a lot about losing our lives. And what he means by that is that we lose and let go to the aspects of our lives that might hold us back from living the spirit-centered. So when we do that, we return to the source of our being and we can live in harmony with the divine that is always with us moving in through and as us, right? We say that a lot. Divine source moving in through and as us not just out there, in, through, and as us. So first of all, though, we need to wake up and give conscious thought to what obstacles are in our life, if we have any. Some of you may not have any obstacles. which is, I, And that's great. I, I, I think I have a few. And when we do wake up, though, we can, and we can name them. And then we can do something about it and awaken to the divine within us. So here is my favorite 14th century Persian poet, Hafiz. This is what he describes what happens when we release and let go. What happens when your soul begins to awaken? Your eyes and your heart and the cells of your body to the great journey of love. First... There is wonderful laughter and, probably, tears, and a hundred sweet promises and those heroic vows no one can ever keep. But still, God is delighted and amused you once tried to be a saint. (laughs) What happens when your soul begins to awaken the world to our deep need to love and serve the friend? Oh, the beloved will send you one of his wonderful, wild companions. Like Hafiz. So the divine sends us messages and messengers all the time. It's through these opportunities that it can help us determine what the obstacles in our lives might be. But here are some examples possibly doubts, fears, perceived lack of love, maybe, uncertainties. All of these things take away from the truth of who we truly are, our being. Remember, the divine moving in, through, and as us. So, if you have trouble getting to sleep at night and maybe waking up, and and I'm not counting waking up to go to the bathroom. That doesn't count. (laughs) But if something is waking you up, what are those thoughts that are preventing you from surrendering to the divine? Think about that. I love the example of Thomas Edison, who, as the story goes, made over 1,000 attempts before he discovered electricity. That's dedication, that's perseverance, right? 1,000 attempts. In each failure, he needed to surrender to the bigger truth, following each piece of knowledge like a breadcrumb, because he knew every time he failed, he got closer to the truth of what the reality is of electricity. Had he clung to his own personal ideas, he might have given up. But the principle of electricity was not altered. Hear that. The principle itself is not altered. It was always there waiting for his a thousand attempts. The same with us. The principle is always there. The divine spirit is always moving in through and as us. It's always there. It's through these messengers and allowing ourselves to recognize if we have doubts, fears, uncertainties, that we can get closer to the truth and do something about it. So what might surrender feel like? I think sometimes before in the past, maybe when I've even used that word for myself, it's like, (gasps) surrender, I'm so used to not surrendering, I'm so used to holding on and being in control. But what does it feel like? This is called The Flying Trapeze. It's part of it from the Essene Book of Days by Danann Perry. Sometimes I feel that my life is a series of trapeze swings. I'm either hanging on to a trapeze bar, swinging along, or for a few moments I'm hurtling across space between the trapeze bars. Mostly, I spend my time hanging on for dear life to the trapeze bar of the moment. It carries me along at a certain steady rate of swing, and I have the feeling that I'm in control. I know most of the right questions and even some of the right answers. But once in a while, as I merrily, or not so merrily, swinging along, I look ahead of me to the distance, and what do I see? I see another trapeze bar looking at me. It's empty. And I know in that place in me that knows that this new bar has my name on it. It is my next step, my growth, my aliveness coming to me. In my heart of hearts, I know that for me to grow, I must release my grip on the present, well-known bar, to move to the new one. Each time it happens, I hope, No, I pray that I won't have to grab the new one. But in my knowing place, I know that I must totally release grasp on the old bar, and for some moments in time, I must hurdle across space before I can grab the new bar. Each time I do this, I am filled with terror. It doesn't matter that in all my previous hurdles, I've always made it. Each time, I'm afraid I will miss that I will be crushed on unseen rocks in the bottomless basin between the bars. But I do it anyway. I must. Perhaps this is the essence of what the mystics call faith. No guarantees, no net, no insurance, but we do it anyway because hanging on to that old bar is no longer an option. And so for what seems to be an eternity but actually lasts a microsecond, I soar across the dark void called, the past is over, the future is not here yet. It is called a transition. I have come to believe that it's the only place that real change occurs. Even saying that, my heart is like, boom, You know, I release and let go, and even though it's only for a nanosecond, it can feel like an eternity, finally releasing, letting go, to feel spirit fully moving through. It's the same with us. What thoughts, fears, or doubts may be holding you back from being all that you can be, from allowing yourself to let go of that bar and float through the air and grab onto the next one. It's time for each of us to surrender and let go and fly into being held by the divine. It's always there, always there. That's the principle, always there, moving in through and as us. From L.R. Nost, life is amazing, and then it's awful, <laughs> and then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and the awful, it's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing, hold on through the awful, and relax and exhale during the ordinary. That's just living, heartbreaking, soul-healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. That's life. Life is life. So how our life out pictures depends upon what we're willing to surrender and that we are willing to surrender in order to be available to freely love, openly, in love, as love, and with love. Ernest Holmes says you have to lose your hate, You wish to find, if you wish to find love, you have to let go of everything that is unkind if you wish to discover kindness. You even have to surrender fear if you wish to discover faith. While I was planning a trip last June, I was going to New Zealand. And I had met a number of individuals through my travels, and one of the things that I found out more about myself as I do traveling is that I preferred if somebody else plans it all. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a, I don't mind doing the plane reservations and all that, but it's like once I get there, because I have found that if, if I say, okay, I want to go to New Zealand, the first thing I want to do is get a travel book. Well, what should I see, what should I do, what should I, you know, all of that. And I get overwhelmed. And so I freeze. Then I can just see the clock going, getting closer and closer and closer to when I'm going to leave, and it's like, oh, my God, if, if I want to go see this, I better get tickets now for that, right? So I got online, and I messaged my friends that I know who are Kiwis who all live in New Zealand. There were eight of them. And I did this in June for a trip in November, and I said I'm going to be there for three weeks, and I gave them the dates, and I said... Would any of you be willing to get together with me and and just have some fun or show me your life, show me where you live? And one of my friends got back to me, a bunch of them did, and they said, "Yes, we would be glad to meet with you." But one of my friends said, "It was such a great question." She said, "What type of traveling do you want to do? Do you want to see sites, meet people? What is it?" And I thought. That is the perfect question. Because that's I think where I've been stopped before is that I wanna see it all and do it all because I don't know if I'll ever get back there again. So if I'm gonna have three weeks, I I have to do everything. But it made me really sit and think about it. And then I saw this wisdom on Facebook. Of course, where else do I find wisdom? (laughs) It seems like Facebook has so much wisdom. It said this, and I I sent this back to her, because as soon as I read it, I was like, that's it, that's exactly what I want. When I say I want to travel, I don't mean I want to stay at fancy resorts or buy keychains at souvenir shops. When I say I want to travel, I mean I want to explore another place and become part of it. I want to hike mountains and walk along quiet beaches. I want to meet people who are not like me, but people who I can like all the same. I want my mind to be in constant awe of life on earth. I want to see things with new eyes. I want to look at a map and be able to remember how I was transformed by the places I have been to, the people I have met, and the things that I've seen. This, I think, is what is at the heart of adventure, and that is exactly why I plan on making it my life. She came back to me and she said, I'm being told I'm your tour guide and your New Zealand ambassador. (laughs) As soon as I got that back, I felt complete surrender. It was exactly what I wanted and she felt so blessed to be able to be my tour guide. And so I have to say, I saw some of the most beautiful, breathtaking places. I met some of the most amazing people. I will definitely go back. I got to go to a Christmas party. I I knew two people, and there were all these people, and I even got up and did karaoke with people I don't even know. Maybe that's why I did it, because I only knew two people, I don't know. (laughs) but I will definitely go back. It was what I needed in order to surrender is recognizing that there's somebody who says, Barb, come on, I want to take you and show you where I live. So how do we go about surrendering? It seems at times like it's a hard, laborious task, doesn't it? And it'll take years to fully release and let go. So how did I let go? How did I surrender? There's a story, it's Reverend Sapphire Rose and she writes about how she let go and just know when she says she, you can also say he. So I really want each of you to listen fully to this and take it in because it's beautiful. So take a deep breath in right now with me. and know that she's doing the work right now for us. And this is how you do it. She let go. Without a thought or a word, she let go. She let go of all the fear. She let go of the judgments. She let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons, wholly and completely, without hesitation or worry. She just let go. She didn't ask anyone for advice. She didn't read a book on how to let go. She didn't search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all the memories that held her back. She let go of all the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of the planning and all of the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected date in her day timer. She made no public announcement and no ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather, report, or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing. Like a leaf falling from a tree, she just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good, and it wasn't bad. It was what it was, and it was just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A small smile came over her face. A light breeze blew through her. And the sun and the moon, shown forevermore. Letting go can be as simple or difficult as we allow it to be. That's it. Even listening to those words, even even just now again, and I've read them a number of times, I felt my shoulders drop a little bit more and become more present, just that little bit more remembering the principle, the divine moving in through and as me. And it's the same for each one of us. Know this, that as we surrender, we are leaping into the life that we are meant to live. Remember, taking that leaf and grabbing onto the next bar. And in doing this, we are guided by that magnificent, presence, and power. It's all around us and within us. And it doesn't have to be difficult, although it can be, if that's our choice. So I want to truly live out loud. And in order for me to do that, on a daily basis, I need to surrender the past, I need to surrender the future, and I need to surrender my desire to be in control in this present moment. I vow vow to take this on as a daily practice with this living out loud. I'm gonna do what Nike says, what do they say? Just do it, just do it. So this week, what I'd like is for each one of us to take the opportunity to practice surrender If your mind goes to weary, weary, if it gets weary and it goes to worry and lack or fear, stop, take a look around, take a deep breath, and become present and notice what is in your vision. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you taste? What do you know? And then take another breath. And then another. And then only then will you really see what is real, what is right in front of you in your life. And then at that point, open up a prayer of gratitude. Make a statement of gratitude for thank you for this life, thank you for this breath. Thank you, God, Source, Love, Spirit. Thank you for the recognition of that principle that's always here, the Divine Presence moving in through and as me, as you. And then, in this moment, bring in this wisdom again from my favorite poet, Hafiz. I am happy even before I have a reason. I am full of light, even before the sky can greet the sun or the moon. Dear companions, we have been in love with God for so very, very long. What can Hafiz now do but forever dance? So let's dance together in this newfound purpose of being in the light, as the light, and with the light. So take a deep breath in as we go into prayer. And as you release and let go, may we each daily commit to surrendering anything that is not needed in our lives to be the best us that we can be. May we also recognize that now is the time for us to do whatever we need to do in order to live out loud. And if that means surrender, then surrender anything that is not needed. And we aren't doing this just for us. We know that we're doing it so that the world will benefit from our being alive, from being the unique us that there is. And in doing all of this, may we realize that each day is a day to celebrate the simplicity and the beauty of life itself and live in gratitude for the now moments. As I pray these words, I know that the universe is conspiring for our good, and that each of us is permanently infused with the wisdom of love from this moment forward. I call it good and very good, and together we say, and so it is. Mm, Blessings. Thank you.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.